Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi. Uh-oh. Somebody is a little bit upset that they got eliminated this week. We are back for the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, and we're going to go down under. Yes, I'm Alec Maffa, and I'll be coming to you live today with my granddaughter, the lovely Queen of the North, Priyanka, and on the program today to re uh, to recap the the latest RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under episode, we have the fabulous, the sexy Electra Shock. Are you ready to get into it? Let's do it. Let's have fun. Let's have so much fun. So it's pretty sad to see. You- you know, you go, but you know, Alec and I always get the eliminated queens from down under, so we're so happy to chat with you. So, how has your elimination been? It's hard, no one wants to go home, but um, I think I had such a great run on the competition. I learned so much about myself that it's hard to feel negative about that experience. You know, I am, um, I feel like a completely different person. How so? Let us know what you were like when you entered the competition and, and, and the changes you, you experienced afterwards. Um, I think probably, you know, probably like most of us going into a RuPaul's Drag Race, but filled with, you know, overconfidence and delusion. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, getting the knockbacks that I got and a few harsh critiques, you know, it sort of um, it puts you a reality check into what we're doing and, and why we're doing it, I think. And I think that's what Drag Race forced me to discover, you know, why I do drag and why I want to perform like this. So, um, yeah, that was probably the biggest the biggest hurdles for me to get over at the show. I totally agree with you. You know what? Like, doing Drag Race is all about delusion and confidence. It's the same thing that I bring every time I enter the bedroom. Just delusion, (laughs) confidence, and I'm just ready for a good time. Delusional confidence. Now, Electroshock, you received a lot of really um, harsh critiques from the other contestants and the judges during the show. How how were you at weathering that? How did you weather that? I mean, um... I have, you know, a, a big background in commercial dance and working in the dance field. So critique and, and notes, I was always taught to just, you know, say yes, say thank you and apply it. Um, mm-hmm. But it certainly certainly got to me on the show, having it from the judges and my peers. You know, I think um, sometimes it felt like, I get it, my wigs are dry. I get it, my drag is not as elevated as it should be. And sometimes I thought, I sort of thought, Whose place is it for you to constantly say, you know? So I, I um I took it on the chin for a little bit, but I hit a point where I sort of had to start defending myself and standing up for myself and showcasing the qualities that I do bring to the drag and do bring to the show. Mm. So um you know, it it was it was its own challenge in a sense, you know. That was that was my own personal challenge. It's such a weird feeling because you you're so excited to be a part of the show. It's life-changing. You all know how life-changing it is, but nothing hurts more than standing there and feeling the prettiest that you've ever felt in your life and then the judges be like, I don't know. Yes. I don't love this look. <laughs> They're like, oh, man. Aw. <laughs> I thought... Because, you know, like, get, no matter what the, lo- the look is, like, if it's a bad look or a good look, like, I still feel very pretty in drag. So when someone's like, oh, like, you know, the dress doesn't hit the floor or, like, I wish the silhouette was different, I'm like, but I feel beautiful. And I think that's – it's mm-hmm. that del- it's that delusion and confidence is that it's important to always keep that with you and know that, like, that's the thing that people, like, are attracted to when they watch a drag queen is that, like, overt confidence. 
Right. Definitely. Right. And I think that's, yeah, you're 100% right. People see that. I have a friend, a very good friend, who said that after, or during her very first pageant in Savannah, Georgia, she felt like Cinderella. And she walked out onto the runway and she was catcalled from the crowd, You're hideous! (laughs) (laughs) I know, just terrible. But it just seems like the hardest part of the show seems to be um, consistently how vulnerable you are while you're up there. Now, you're a New Zealand queen, and it's it's such a treat for us here stateside to uh, talk about gay cultures we're unfamiliar with. What can you tell us about the drag scene in New Zealand, and what's unique to the drag queen scene in New Zealand? I think, you know, like everywhere around the world, it's, it's become obviously very influenced by, you know, watching RuPaul's Drag Race and what we've seen overseas. But what I think is unique to New Zealand is because where we are in the world, because we're so isolated, we do do a lot of stuff ourselves. We have a huge young drag scene here that is extremely mm. crafty and extremely intelligent with the way they create their drag. And, um, you know, we have finite resources here. We're very conscious of the stuff we create and, and being wasteful and things like that. So I think our drag is uniquely creative in the sense that we use our surroundings. We love to take you know political references we love to take club references we love to make fun of each other with the drag that we do which i know probably you know crosses over into other other countries as well but um i just love the the unique campery that we do with it down here you know we 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 have no problem being a bit ugly i think as well you know we're not scared to be ugly (laughs) yeah and that's and that's so important because it's so important to like also be able to make fun of yourself too because people love that they yes. love that. They love it. And so much of the Aussie culture and the New Zealand culture and the culture of RuPaul's Drag Race down under has been about taking the piss out of everything. Like, it, I never get the sense that any of you take yourselves very seriously. And I love that. No, we don't. Because I think we have to have perspective about what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's so much we can do with it. And there's so much we should be doing with the platform that we've been given. But what a fun and ridiculous platform to be standing on. Do you know what I mean? I think it's really important to remember that there's a huge privilege to what we do. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Uh, you and you certainly brought your talent to the runway. You brought your talent to the competition. You were you were really, really fun to watch. And you were cute as a goddamn button as a boy. I mean, just <laughs> lovely. My husband and I would just be like, he is really cute. Um, and you won a challenge. By painting your head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, um, you know, when you go to Drag Race, you pack what you've got, do you know what I mean? And you, you, you spend what you can and you save and you scrimp and you borrow. Um, and wigs, you know, especially down here, were one of the hardest things for me to get and get in time. So I, um, I had to improvise. But again, it was, you know, I was able to show something different and people really responded to that. People responded to to the ingenuity we have a thing down here called number eight wire kiwi ingenuity you know you just you make it work and you use what you've got um yeah i love that look i was really proud of that i love it kiwi ingenuity i was uh trolled by somebody on uh twitter recently that i was guilty of kiwi erasure uh during the podcast and i I don't want to do it anymore love to all the kiwis out there what does that even mean i that i wasn't mentioning i wasn't mentioning kiwi culture enough referencing it it enough. Oh, how dare you? What's wrong with you, Alec? Cancel Alec Mappa. Well, let's break down this episode, (laughs) y'all. 
RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Episode 7. Episode 7 kicks off with the elimination of Maxi. She faced off against Scarlet last week, and you were a bit shady to her going into the workroom. Now, going into this week, how did you feel about your place in the competition versus the other queens? Um, yeah, I was definitely a little bit shady. Um, <laughs> I think I got to this point in the competition, though, where I sort of, I had to really push my self-confidence and, and in some ways I probably had to be overconfident with myself again um, to survive, you know, I think to, to cope with the critiques and the, and the constant, you know, stresses of the competition, you just have to go back into that place of delusion and self-belief. But, you know, this was an intense week, you know, it's the last week before the finale. Everyone wants to get there. Do you know what I mean? So the girls were really, I think we all went internal, you know, as much as we, we're friends and support each other and want to help each other with everything. We really did become very focused on ourselves. We used all that space in the work when we spread out. It was, um, yeah, everyone was really, really going through it this week. So we see you all get ready for, you know, the first down under talent show and Kinamine picks the order and it was very important to you to go last and close the show. Now, there's a lot of pressure in being the headliner of the show. So why did you want to close it so bad? Um, I think Scarlett wanted to go last, so I just decided that I might. Oh, it was a it was a um a pissing contest, and and yeah, yeah so we weren't friends, you know. We we definitely didn't have a great friendship on the competition. So why start it there? How about <laughs> now, post competition? Are you guys friendly? No, not particularly. Like you know, I I um, became very close with a few girls, Karen and Matsy, especially through the dance challenge. But just there were people that I just didn't click with, you know. And I think maybe when we travel and tour, you know, we'll we'll chat again. But I think Scarlett's got stuff she wants to, you know, she needs to work on and she needs to focus on. I think I hope she's got people around her that are helping and supporting her through that. So um, I'm just making space for that, I think. That's good, though. It's good to give people the chance always. Now, Rue's walkthrough with Raven. You're flirting with Raven a little bit. So how do you feel about your performance and your future with Raven after your <laughs> talk with Raven and <laughs> I mean, I know it became very um, distracting to get through that workroom chat. I mean, Raven is just gorgeous. And I think the thing about Raven is that it's not just the visual the skill that Raven has, you know what I mean? Mm, and the way she's mm. taken her time on Drag Race and turned it into a full, full career is just so admirable, you know? And I just, I just, um, it's someone I look up to. I was very, I was so starstruck, you know, so starstruck to meet Raven. But I've got, I've got, you know, I've got a lovely partner, a boyfriend, Michael, here that, um, he was like, what the fuck? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know. I've been friends with Raven for a a very long time, and uh, there is definitely an aura about her in and out of drag. Uh, Her energy is very sexy. So when I I saw you do that, I was like, I've seen that happen in person countless times. People are nuts about Raven. Yeah. And I think she says so little but says so much. Do you know what I mean? The way Mm -hmm. she speaks also is very controlled but really intentional. And I just, I really admire that in her. That's something I definitely want to work towards as well. Mm. And you also want to make out with her too, it sounds like. Yeah. So did you do it? No, I didn't. No, like it's all, you know, there is so, so like on my season, we had Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. He's so hot. And all what I could think about was like, oh my God, like I just want to stare at him all day. And he'd walk in and be like, (laughs) you look cute today. 
and like, okay, wait, you know, quiet on set, quiet on set. You're like, so you come here often? Like, quiet on set, Priyanka. I'm like, oh, oh, damn. I, I think the isolation would make me really horny. It would make me horny. Like, if a man walked past me after being in lockdown that long, I would dislocate my jaw and swallow them whole. I'm dead. It's like when uh, it's like when you Electra, like you could speak to this, like when you saw the pit crew for the first time. Yes, very much. And it was funny because um, a lot of the pit crew, as we filmed in New Zealand, were sort of boys and, you know, personal trainers that I knew. <laughs> so it was like, oh, hey, how's it going? I know it was very funny. Um, but um, I was lucky that a lot of them as well were sort of friends. It was almost nice after, um, especially the rugby episode, you know, after being in the competition for so long and it being so tense to have a familiar face walk in and to talk about different things as well. That was the, that was the plus of episodes like that is to have a different conversation with people it was so refreshing. Alrighty. Uh, going into the maxi challenge, uh, the talent show performances, who do you think of as the most talented queen this season? Talented queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anybody who just really kind of knocked you out this year? Um... I mean, besides you besides me because <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it probably hasn't been as shown as much on the show as it probably could have and maybe that's to her own fault I'm not sure but Karen is super super talented in so many ways like she has a lot of like obviously aesthetically she's so so pleasing but to work with she's so amazing she's very professional and, and that's things that I've always admired about you know certain queens but um I think in terms of, like, an all-round sort of thing, Kida. Mm. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, she has, she has, and I look at it very much from, like, a live performance element because that's where my strength lies, I think. Um, Kida is entertaining to watch as a lip-sync performer, you know? And I think that's the reason she did so well in our lip-sync. You know, she's, there are some people who have skills in hosting and there are some people who have skills in creating the look and there are some skills, you know, who are great, you know, I don't know, dancers, you know, like me. But um, right. I think Kida embodies what the winner of RuPaul's Drag Chad, you know, she gives everything a go and adds her own flair to every single thing. I just think, um, I think she's very talented, very talented. And she puts everything into her drag as well. Yeah, and I love that, you know, uh, hearing about uh, her drag club with Anita Wiglet in New Zealand. and And I can certainly see that, you know, you get a taste of what she would bring to you in a live show. If we, when we come to see you, what what would you bring to us in a live show? What what can the audience expect at a Electra Shock show live? Several different variations of the splits, <laughs> <laughs> right in your face. Hundred percent. But it's um a lot of my stuff. You know, the reason I was called Electra Shock was um my drag mother saw me before and went oh your kicks they're so shocking you know everyone was always shocked by me jumping off something into the splits it's the physicality i think of my performance i i perform mm-hmm. right from the back of the stage right to the back of the club like i run the length of it and i you can't it's, it's a very physical performance i am um, i love to sort of Whoa. recreate music videos and i have backing dancers and I, you know i love to do that sort of thing very theatrical very dance based yeah Love it. Well, well, it's so funny. Like, Rue says, how's your head? I just want to know, how's your hamstrings? Oh, they're fucked. Like, one day I'm going to seriously hurt myself. One day I'm going to jump off the bar <laughs> and not get back up. I like how you're like, 
You're like, one day I'm going to hurt myself, but I'm just going to wait for that one day. Who cares? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I have a best friend, Rebecca, who I've danced with for years and years and years. And she watches me every time and goes, did you warm up? And I was like, no, but I oh, had a couple no. of vodka sodas. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's... drag queens don't warm up. The first don't time I ever up. jumped into the splits was when I was like five tequila shots deep. And I just, yeah. my balls hit the floor and I was like, I guess I can do the splits now. Yes. Wow. It's so bad for your body. We we don't recommend that, by the way, if you're listening. We don't recommend that you just jump no. into the splits. Yes, these are trained no, professionals. No. Don't try this at home. You could, you're going to hurt yourself. Priyanka, that, that brings, uh, brings up the question, what kind of um, professional injuries have you sustained as a performer? Um, broken hearts, gonorrhea. <laughs> um, a burning sensation when I pee. A burning sensation when I you definitely yeah actually you know what's actually funny is I got a UTI and my doctor and I were talking like how did you get a UTI <laughs> and I, and then she was like you do drag right and I was like yeah and then she's like it's from your tucking because you tuck your 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 balls back towards your butthole and if there's bacteria in your butthole and you got a UTI I think I'm gonna be sick are you. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 it was a while ago. It was when I was performing a lot because it gets sweaty down there. It's yeah, true. it gets no, so no, sweaty. No, see, my imagination went to the bacteria in your butthole entering your system. It was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. All right, before we get stuck in Priyanka's butthole, I want to know how did you feel about how did you feel about your your performance and and if you could do it again, would you have done anything differently? I think if I did, um, I mean, I. I felt great after it because I really did go through it in the competition on an emotional journey I didn't expect to. So the release of performing on such a large stage to such a large audience was really good for me because I had so much mm. fear surrounding that. But um, I think it needed an element of comedy or it needed obviously a better wig. But, um, you know, I just <laughs> think it needed something to make it push it over the line you know i i definitely showed my talent i could yeah dance. we all knew that and i think we got that but um it just needed the gimmick you know it needed it needs something to make you laugh at the end or to make you go that's a complete picture and i just i guess i'm still discovering what that is for that act you know and i i well, look forward to finding out maybe if there was bacteria in your butthole and you didn't interpret a <laughs> dance about that that could have pushed it over the edge let's you read my mind. That's, that's the button. You figured it out. It's all about the bacteria in your butthole. <laughs> we'll be right back after this commercial break. Stay tuned. So the talent show went down after uh, Rue and Raven talked to everybody. And uh, <laughs> um, Karen from Finance came out in a sexy outfit, as their suggestion, and, 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 and made one balloon animal. <laughs> that's talent to me like that's that's talent to be fair the talent in it was that she made one balloon animal and it was pretty fucking funny like that was that was the skill in it i think for me is that she um to watch and i think a lot of it was lost in translation in the edit is like there was like a little bark sound bite in her track that just made us all wet ourselves. You know, oh. it was just, it was the timing, the timing of those acts and arts as well, you know, cause you know, we've all got big mouths, but it was the timing that made those acts really clever and really, really funny. Um, so I, I, I definitely, you know, got to give props to them both for um, making a talent out of what they did. 
Who was your favorite talent when it went, when you watched it back? It's always different when you watch it back, right? Totally. When I watch it back, I think I loved the drama of mine, to be honest. I really did enjoy how dramatic my looked. I loved like the lighting at the start. I thought, whoa, mine looks like a, a really dramatic show. You know, I, I loved that. Um, but I guess back on television. Yeah, I like mine. <laughs> At a girl, as you should. I, I was proud of myself, you know, and I, I just, I'm, you know. Yeah, Art Simone came out and put things in her mouth, and uh, they got increasingly bigger. And uh, eventually, she just ended up putting her entire fist in her mouth. That was very entertaining. Um, Kid Amin came out and did the quick change kind of magic show. Rue said she didn't particularly, um, you know, like magic all that much, and the criticism was. They didn't mind the act, they just didn't like the clothes. Yeah, and I think that's sort of been a running theme for a few of us on this season of Drag Race, you know. Um, and it's sort of, it was confusing at the time as well, because does it take away from the talent? You know, similar with my, you know, does right. the wig I'm wearing take away from the talent? But I think what we've got to remember is a huge part of drag is the visual. You know, as, as talented as I am, as talented as we all are, there's a there's a package, there's a full package, and it's not to say that your drag isn't valid because you don't have that full package yet, but you you know they, that's their job to tell us to work on stuff. You know, Kita's costume was clever. Should she have made it out of better material? Probably, and I she'll take that note and she'll probably remake that costume and and it'll be even more impressive when we see it next time. I but, liked um, it. Yeah, it was. It's, it's it's tough because you know you don't know what the judges are gonna like week to week. You know, and, and it's you can take one note and apply it to the next challenge, but that note isn't relevant to that challenge. You know, it, it's it's um it's a mind game for sure. Pre, you're nodding in agreement. Did you find that that was your experience as well? Yeah, I mean, it's all about like as I said before, it's 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 very like when 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 you get those critiques, you can take it one of two ways. You could be like, "What? I'm perfect. This makes no sense at all," or you could be like, "Um, okay." I'm going to apply, like, um, on my season, it was uh, the denim on denim week, and I wore, like, flat hair, um, and, and Brooklyn was so pissed. She was like, what is this hair? Like, why, like, why are you wearing flat hair again? Like, wear sculpted hair? Like, what, you know? And I, I felt beautiful in my little de- my denim look, and it, 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 it did suck. But when I did, like, you know how you shoot all the looks after and you post them on Instagram? Yeah. I then, like, made a big, giant, you know, curly 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 orange carrot top head uh, out of this wig <laughs> and she i just remember her comment on it was much better <laughs> i i'm sensing a recurring theme here with priyanka is that it, it, the most important thing for you as a queen is that you feel pretty it really doesn't matter what the judges says it's, it's your internal experience of the challenge that's most important <laughs> hundred percent. It's how you sell it, right? It's like, if I feel pretty and I think I'm pretty, everyone's going to think I'm pretty. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Adams did a pole dance in platforms that looked, it looked death defying while it was happening. She looked very uncomfortable and it did look like she was going to smash her head at some point, but it, it was very entertaining. Yeah, I think, and that was probably, um, what I, I mean, like I said, me and Scarlett weren't best friends. So everything was a little bit jaded by that opinion of her, but, um, I work with a lot of gorgeous pole performers as well, and um, mm-hmm. and I think it was the, what I think that risk of thing was probably good television, but it was it was a little bit risky because 
she like you said it was her first time performing pole you know and um and sometimes when you watch it again what i'm attracted to is that confidence i'm attracted to see that skill and see that thing and, and as, as skilled as it was the the risk factor sort of turned it off for me i thought it was a little bit too much but mm. you know Again, Death the judge's decision, not mine. Death defying. I love this drama. I just... <laughs> electroshock feeling. It was too much for me. Like, I love drama. Yeah. Like, it was. I, like it tra- was. I love it. I think you're secretly in love with each other. I can guarantee you that I secretly am not in love with Scarlett. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how it always goes down in a I'm rom-com script. Not in, love. It, in, in every single rom-com script that everybody has ever seen in Hollywood, it's like these two start out hating each other, they're rivals, and then in the third act, they're fucking. <laughs> um, no. They didn't get along, and I didn't like watching some of the shit she said in her confessions about me. I disagree with her opinions about me, and I just, I think... I don't have to be her friend, you know what I mean? And I think I respect right. her as listen and her journey, but like we didn't click and I'm not cutting it out again. I'm not cutting it out that we're not gonna click again in the future. I will totally give people a second chance. But, you know, I'm on my own little journey. I'm just focusing on myself. Yeah, we can't make everybody happy. We're not pizza. So let's go into exactly. the <laughs> runway challenge, which was how's your headpiece? Um, the first wow. up, we have uh, Karen from Finance, who came out with like this gigantic poodle poodle headdress, and and it was like it was massive. It was she looked like a Doctor Seuss character, uh, not one of the racist ones that you've been hearing about on the the interwebs. But um, she had this marabou cuff and this pink outfit, uh, these great big pink boobs, and uh, um, a diamond choker. I loved it. I thought it was put together very well. Like throughout the competition, I feel like Karen is really good about knowing her own proportions, and and 100%. I love the, the yeah, and I love the theatricality that she brings to the runway. Definitely. I mean, she's got her look down, you know, she, um, I mean, and that look was fantastic. I think when we heard the headpiece challenge, you just knew that the down under Queens were going to bring it because it is that campery we love so much down here, mm-hmm. you know, and we have, there's so many um, in Australia, you know, Filma, um, has created those amazing foam headpieces and that's become such a huge staple down here as well. So it's definitely oh. a challenge that we all wanted to, you know, we wanted to really step up and do well. Um, but Karen, that was so cool, you know, She and she has two poodles herself at home, and I just think it was just, you know, Aww. it was such a beautiful, the scale, the size of the shit, she built yeah. it, you know, it was in pieces, and she just had to build this crazy structure, it was incredible. But I, I, I like her on the show, like, I kind of, I kind of, I've been enjoying her personality on the show, she, she comes across as very likable. Priyanka, what did you think of this outfit? I actually like this outfit. I know that I, you know, have my opinions. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> you, you don't like, I, I like you don't this. like puppets. You don't like it when a queen comes out onto the like when Scarlett Adams came out with the Black Swan number for her hometown thing. You couldn't get past the dress. All she could talk about was, "I hate that fucking puppet." She hates puppets. I <laughs> still have. When RuPaul nightmares. says everybody loves puppets, she's not including Priyanka. I saw that. I'm still mad at that. You know what? Let's not. Let's not. Let's let's move on. (laughs) So so, so let's move on. So you have your opinions, but you like you like this look and I liked it, too. I think this look is is great. And pink is one of my favorite colors ever. It's just beautiful. 
Art Simone came out with this beautiful garden butterfly headpiece with butterflies that somehow moved on their own volition. She had this moss kind of wig that cascaded down one side. On her bodice, she had um, roses on another side and, and, and strategically placed flowers around with flesh-colored tights and a flesh pump. I thought this was put together very, very well. And her skills as an artist and in, in somebody who's known as Assembling Looks was on full display here. What do you mm-hmm. think, Electra? I totally agree. Oh, I 100% agree. You know, it, it was at this sort of point that as much as, you know, my drag was something that needed to step up, I felt like we all were really showing ourselves in the best light. Like, it was creative. There was so much space in this challenge to go wild. And art, you know, you can imagine art just at home, you know, creating that that monstrosity, you know? It was... And all the butterflies whirled, and they, they, they twirled. They had these little motors in them, and they buzzed, and they flickered around. Like, it was, it was so clever. The depth, you know, of that costume, you know? Yeah. It had elements and layers that just... Yeah, I love that. Yeah, drag is totally about bells and whistles, and this had all the bells and all the whistles. It's beautiful. And people have attempted to use butterflies in their drag before to disastrous results. I'm thinking <laughs> specifically of Asia O'Hara during the finale when she released dead butterflies from her wrist. It it just didn't work <laughs> out. Uh, coming up next, uh, last but not all, oh, Kidamine came out in this kind of club kid outfit with these LED lights that were like... Um, uh, 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 pigtails on the side with a metallic bodice and these platform purple boots. She was like a club kid from the 90s. She also had these like um, metallic gauntlets on the side. To me, she looked like one of the Spice Girls from another planet. I, I really enjoyed this. This and, and what I love about Kidamine is that she looks completely different in every single look she brings to the runway. Uh, Priyanka, thoughts? You know, I think that this look is great but i wish she brought it more alive in her makeup like i wish her makeup was was a little bit more interesting like like i'm not the best at like creative makeup but it would have been really really cool to see her paint her face like a robot and like Mm. have the makeup kind of like you know like really follow through her body and like because it's such a strong look and, and i love the pigtails but i think it was just the makeup that bothered me it's like it looks like uh uh just a drag queen that's trying on a cool costume, not like a fully realized character. You didn't like the contact lenses, the kind of like uh, goopy contact lenses that kind of made her look like an alien? Yeah, they're fine. But once again, like more, more makeup, you know, like on the face, if that makes sense. Like more like if she made her cheekbones a little bit more carved <laughs> and, and put more silver and put more like colder highlights on the cheeks, I think it would have been better. You didn't like the silverly, uh, silvery uh, glitter eyebrows? You didn't like those? Uh, no, uh, no. You didn't like the uh, gold glittery lip, the kind of yellow glittery lip? You didn't like that either? I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's fine. I just could have used more. I could have used more. Okay, uh, Electra, thoughts on Kidamine's uh, a Spice Girl from Another Planet? Um, I, I get what you mean, Priyanka. Like, uh, we we were constantly asked for more and more and more as well. I think um, the thing I liked about Kida's headpiece was that it used a different element again. Like, there was a nice mm-hmm. way. Like, she brought the element of light, you know, to hers, which was something we hadn't seen so much and something that's also probably quite hard to show on drag race. Like, you know, the runway is lit heavily, you know, you don't know, and you don't have control of, you know, please turn the lights down on the runway. My costume lights up, you know? So I think to, 
to make an, an element like that work well in a costume is pretty impressive. But um, size wise, you know, it was it's 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 one of those costumes that we've sort of seen done, you know, the sort of armor, mm. sort of solid sort of thing. But um, it had a nice new twist on it. So, you know, I, you know, it wasn't bad. I'm thinking of Raja's metallic costume, her season, when she came out and it was, she was she looked like the robot from Metropolis, that 1930s movie. Yeah. Um, and, it's and, very that. And we've talked, Priyanka, you and I, on the program about how you have no control over how something looks on camera. Like, you could come yep. out in something that you feel is spectacular in the workroom, but you put it on the runway in front of the lights and it doesn't have the same effect. Exactly. Let's move on to Scarlett Adams. More ostrich, more feathers. Um, This look for me, head to toe, is gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, um, I have no notes. I think think it's great. I I think she brought kind of like a... Yeah, I, I agree. She brought kind of a, a Foley's Berger in uh, Marabou with this gorgeous headpiece. And, and it was consistent from head to toe, from headpiece to toe. Uh, uh, she even had a Marabou uh, kind of hem at the bottom. And and uh, the glitter embellishment throughout. Um, I love when stuff hangs from sleeves. At, you know, when, when stuff catches the lights. I mean, that's what drag queens are to me. It's kind of like, you know, for somebody who has ADHD, it's like shiny. Um, so, yeah. uh, Electroshock, any, any final thoughts on your best friend, Scarlett Adams? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, look, Scarlett, and she looked gorgeous, you know? Mm. Um, I mean, and, and, and I think what, again, what I liked about this one was that it was sort of classic headpiece, you know? It sort of was very burlesque, showgirl, um, and so we had sort of like a nice range on the runway, you know, and she brought the classic element to it, you know, which and it was impeccable. You, know, you, you can't deny that that was beautiful and very expensive and very beautiful. gorgeous and fit her immaculately. Beautiful. And last but not least, uh, the shocking electroshock. You brought us Liza Minnelli meets um, all that jazz. You came out in this fabulous almost like kind of a top hat with a jeweled embellishment and huge feathers on the top. And cleverly enough, you were your own swing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, would, you, would, you would attach the trapeze to the top of the headdress that you were able to kind of look like you were so sitting. Fun. It was very, very clever. Um, how, how was, was this hard to build for you? It was. And, you know, it was one of the last things I built because I was umming and ahhing about what to do for this challenge for so, so long. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, of the anticipation of what the girls were going to bring. And I'm so glad, you know, I went so out of the box with it. Because um, the, the, the structure of that headpiece was actually my wardrobe in my bedroom. I, like, pulled the wooden bar out of my oh, wardrobe no and cut it up. Yeah, 100%. And it was, um, and it just, I just, I always knew I wanted to do something that was based around dance. You know, based around my background uh-huh. in jazz and cabaret and things like that. But it was how you made that drag. Do you know what I mean? How you make that showgirl headpiece that classic look into something that is elevated and something that is out of the box and um i just decided to add the set you know i just wanted to to try and broaden the picture around just the the image of electra so i love it i love it and that trapeze looks exactly like the one next to my bed that's right next to the fire extinguisher (laughs) I'm i'm dead priyanka thoughts on this outfit and the makeup go um, I, <laughs> Electra, I think you're great, and I think you're wonderful. Queen to queen. Trap... Queen, queen to queen. queen. 
What's the tea? Um, I hate this look, but I love you. <laughs> you do? And I want you to know. Oh, no. I want you to know. I don't hate the full look. You know what I hate? And, th- and this is I don't. A, this I is don't what, you um, have somebody, to say why. You, you can't just say, I hate it. You have to specifically. Like, what do you dislike? Okay. So... You know what I will say, Electra, and this and this is someone. This is something that someone taught me is that whenever you use white around your waist, it doesn't give you the best silhouette. Had that yeah. been black on the waist with mm. white straps, baby, the body, adi, adi coming down the runway. It's just those small things that, like, it's like, yeah, it, like you have to do it to know it. Yeah, if that makes sense. Hundred percent, you're totally right. Because so, silhouette was so the look the isn't bad. Movie. The look isn't like the look isn't bad. It's more just like that one thing, and it's only yeah. because had ha- like you know having been on Drag Race now and seeing all the silhouettes that I brought, like now I know all my notes. Mm. <laughs> so it, it, it's very that, but I don't I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm just giving no, you. No, you don't. Like, no, you, you don't, my darling. Trust me. You said that a hell lot nicer than half of the Aussie queens did. Um, no, I just. <laughs> I, that's your right though. When you watch yourself back, you're able to see all those things that even in the mirror you don't see. Do you mm. know what I mean? I, the mirror lies to you 100. percent mm. And I just think being able to look at it objectively and in the context of the show and and live and on stage, she spins and she moves and she twirls and she don't. Even, you know, she looks fab. But right, you're right. So so different. Another one that I had was um my ocean dress. On in person, pretty pretty dress. Very pretty, yeah. you know. On camera, yeah. white wedding gown. Oh, you know what I mean? well, yeah, exactly. It's just one of those things you don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, Priyanka, having said that and looking at the picture, I can see how a different color bodice would have made a difference. But I am a big Electroshock fan. I think you have a great body. I think you're very attractive. And I'm not going to say anything because I have a little crush on you. Let's talk about RuPaul's RuPaul's look for this. Um, She's been very experimental in in, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. She came out in that shearling coat, was it last week? And this one is kind of an unusual... I mean, she's done this silhouette before, but to do this kind of like... um, a a series of lemon and lime sherbet striped going across with a platinum wig, she looked absolutely gorgeous. Uh, thoughts? I mean, throughout the season, I think that was one thing that was so, you know, shocking to all of us was just how perfect Rue looks. I mm-hmm. mean, you expected, you know, you expect to see a aflor, you know, one, something, but like the hairline, I could not get over the hairlines. Const- like the perfection on that woman is insane. Wow. I just think the legs, I mean, you sort of wanted to see, you know, people with ropes holding her eyebrows up and sort of, you know, like, you know. Right, you know, right, right. Them and bending every lights time I, and mirrors to make her waist look smaller, but she just is a glanazon. Yeah, every time I see her in person, I think one of the last times I saw her in person, I was like, God damn, you've been doing this for such a long time. You're an expert at what RuPaul is supposed to look like. And she was like, I know. Definitely. Well, Electroshock, you... um you brought so much to the runway and so much to the very first uh, Drag Race Down Under. I thought it was a great inaugural season and, and I look forward to you know your career. Uh, what are next steps for you? What's happening next? Um, well, I'm sort of keeping my options open. You know, I, I'm excited to travel and when we can and perform for a lot more people, but I am working on a few things. You know, I want to keep creating and designing get out there perform. I mean, you can follow me on Instagram if you'd like at the real electroshock and you'll see I'm doing 
lot of drag bingos, a lot more um, of those fun things. It's it's just about now, I think, using the platform I've been given to get out and meet people and continue to do the work Absol- that I love to do. Absolutely. And I expect there's going to be a Drag Race Down Under tour shortly. There most definitely is. So September, October, we're going to be traveling around Australia and New Zealand. And we're going to be performing in Auckland on October 1st, which is my birthday. Yay! So that's going to be quite hey, a party. Happy birthday. Next week is the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. I, can't, I love a finale. I love a finale because mm-hmm. one queen's going to walk away with the crown. Mm-hmm. Now, Electra, who is your pick to win it all? I mean, I'm 100% team ketamine. Like, it is, she was... One, impeccable to work with on the show, has been an impeccable support to me, and I just think she embodies everything the winner needs to. That quality, that diversity, and that joy. Yeah, I just, I'm all for Keita to win. Yeah, and you could definitely see when, um, how emotional it was for her to lip sync against you in that final lip sync. There was there was such a, a, a vulnerability and tenderness between you that really came across on the screen, and uh, it was it was great to watch. Yeah, I loved that. I, did, I loved that experience. That was, it was, um... It was the right way for my story to end, I felt. And, um, yeah, I just think she's got it. She's got it. She's going to kill it next week. I'm so excited. All right. Well, don't forget that if you are a fan of the other queens uh, in the finale of Drag Race Down Under, give them some love on social media. It's so important. And don't forget that there's also another season of Drag Race on right now. It's Drag Race España. And if you haven't watched it, you can head over to WOW Presents Plus right now. If you haven't watched Drag Race España, do yourself a favor. Get yourself over to WOW Presents and watch right now. Currently, we have a special offer. Check out our World of Wonder store for all things RuPaul's Drag Race and get your merch. You can save 10% off with the code DRAGRACEPODCAST. And don't forget the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast with Alec Mappa, my diva doll, Mm. and myself, the Queen Priyanka is every Wednesday on the Wow Podcast Network, and you can listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. Priyanka, where can people find you on your socials? You could find me at my house. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at the Queen Priyanka. I just graced the cover of L Canada, which hits stands very soon. I saw Plus, that. my album's coming out soon. It's incredible. My life is exploding. If 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 you if you're listening, I'm currently sitting in in drag right now, uh, shooting my album cover that's coming out in July. I'm so excited. I saw that picture of you on the cover of L. Absolutely stunning. I'm looking at it, and no one would ever know that you have that much bacteria in your anus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alec. Alec, where can people find you? You can find me at Alec Mop on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You could also listen to my mental health podcast every week wherever podcasts are, are, are sold, sold, listened to, downloaded. Um, it's called Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. We have some great guests. We've had Sandra Bernhardt, Isaac Mizrahi. Last week we had um, uh, Alec Baldwin, the fabulous Alec Baldwin. That, that episode drops this week and we've had Priyanka we have stellar stars and also I had a movie that is now in theaters and on demand starring Ellen Burstyn and Margaret Loretta Devine uh, Christopher Lloyd and me called Queen Bees so if you want to watch a heartwarming rom-com watch that Uh, it's such a treat every week to be here with my granddaughter Priyanka bringing you all the latest news and gossip on the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. We love giving it to you, so tune in next week and we'll have more fun. We'll see you then. Bye! 
This has been a World of Wonder production. 